Well, all right, everybody, I'm back. So I've been listening to some stuff in an audio book that was uh, actually pretty fucking cool. Um, at the beginning of each chapter, there's a, a letter being read from the 1800s from a colleague to maybe one of his friends or something. And I started thinking about it and I was like, I really kind of enjoyed that format, the way they used to write to each other and talk to each other, because you can tell there was really no agenda, no fake news back then. And it was just like, hey, be careful, you know, on the river, because the, the book is about an earthquake and uh, the Mississippi River is changing course and everything's getting all fucking screwed up. The book is called The Rift, and it's actually really good. Uh, the first chapter, I almost quit listening to it. But uh, got sucked in, and it's really good. But the the letters um, were really neat. You know, the guy is like, uh, you know, in the morning we felt the ground shaking, and this is what was happening. And, and so as you're going down the river, stay to the right before Island 23. But right after that, you'll need to, you know, go to the the port side or the shore on the port side and stuff, and, and just very to the point, um, a lot of details without the, uh, I don't know, creating a narrative that this person you're going to be talking about is a victim and the whole news story will be about how it's somebody else's fault that this person was made a victim and, and they lay it all out way ahead of time before they even tell you what has happened. Um, and, and I hate that about the news. And, and so I was thinking, uh, I need to start finding some of the old writings from the founding fathers because uh, they used to write each other. John Adams and, and uh, Jefferson used to write each other back and forth. And even though they had become enemies for a while there and were really pissed at each other, um, the letters um, to the to each other and to other members of of the what did they call it the uh, you know, all the guys that were writing and working on the, the Constitution at the time, on the delegates and stuff, would discuss in great detail the meaning of what they were trying to accomplish with, you know, this verbiage or this phrase or this amendment. And uh, there was really no agendas. There might have been a slight bit of agenda because they had disagreed with the other person and what they wanted maybe vehemently, they would still state their point and say, I think this is good or bad, and here's some reasons what we need to, to investigate um, more before we put our stamp of approval on it and before it goes you know, to the ratification process. And, and so, yes, they had slight agendas, but those agendas were motivated more to doing the right thing and how they felt about life and, and government and how it should be run. Um, nowadays, we have agendas in the news that are, you know, I hate, you know, the president. No logic behind it. Um, I just hate him. I don't like his hair. I, I don't like his smile. I don't, whatever. And there's, there's no facts brought to the table during these articles and the, the stories we watch on the news. So I, I, I'm thinking I'm going to find some of those letters and start doing podcasts on it because I think it's very important that we understand um, that we, too, are navigating dangerous waters.
at this time. And I'm not just talking about the election. I'm not going to use that cliche bullshit that this is the most important election of our lifetimes because they kind of all are and then they kind of all are not. And so it's aggravating as hell uh, to see the news cycle just go from 24-7, you know, we hate Trump, we hate Trump, we hate Trump, and and there's no news. They're they're not fucking telling me anything. And I've discussed this before. The the presidential election is really a non-sequitur for me. It's, It's like one of many elections. And what we're doing is electing a president and vice president that deal with external problems America faces outside the country. You know, as far as treaties and as far as his authority goes as the president. Now, he is the head of the, you know, the executive of the, uh, you know, laws and order, you know, and stuff of the country. But that's just to make sure the laws are being enforced. And those laws are only federal laws, you know, not state laws and stuff like that. So he he needs to be in their face on some of these laws that are federal laws and and then when they, when you know he's investigating the Ukraine thing and the Hunter Biden issue they're like well wait a minute you know this is a witch hunt it's like no somebody broke an international law there was corruption involved it was designed to um change an election maybe and and an outcome of certain events and he has every legal constitutional right and is actually mandated to look into it. And if he didn't, he would be in violation of his fiduciary duties. But see, we don't know that as Americans anymore. And so we think the president is the, you know, the president of Daddy Warbucks and Rich Uncle Sam to give us a bunch of free shit. And that's not his job might be your state representative's job, but it's not the president's job. It's really not even his job to create jobs and shit like that. It is his job to keep an eye on the border, which, you know, building a wall and getting, you know, National Guard there or Border Patrol, that is federal. And it falls into his wheelhouse of chores to protect the American people, and to defend the Constitution. Now, it's also all of our representatives' jobs to do that, too. But uh, they don't know. So I'm thinking some of these letters, kind of like the, uh, what do they call those uh, articles that they writ or wrote back in the day, you know, for the ratification process, um, that people were able to read in newspapers, and uh, kind of figure out what what are what are what are these people doing to bring this constitution up for ratification? And uh, I was thinking, you know, every every word and every law and every rule and every granted authority for a federal government that was created then were laid out, spelled out, and explained. And I think it would be good to understand this. Reading them sucks ass, I'm not going to lie, because they're written in Old English by very smart people that had, you know, a lot of education and spoke three or four languages. But the the words were weighed and measured 
Um, they didn't just throw a word in there. In fact, it used to be um, life, liberty, and property. And then they said, well, happiness has to do with property and so many other things. So they changed it life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness instead of the pursuit of property. And, and so they really thought, what does that word mean? And if someone reads it, what will be the general understanding of that word? It wasn't a talking point in a bumper sticker back then. It was every word had legal meanings and definitions. And we've forgotten that in today's world. We've allowed the, the wordsmiths to basically fuck everything all up. So I'm going to start doing that. And I'd kind of like your input on that. Uh, maybe post a comment, you know, down below in the, in the comments of this video and, and, and let me know if you're listening to this uh, on a, on a podcast and, and audio, uh, just send me a comment there at, at Mark at prepperguy.com. So that is the scoop on where I'm going uh, with this. I have been neglecting the Prepper Guy website. Eh, sorry, I've been working heavily on the uh, contraradionetwork.com website, trying to get things squared away and uh, get it working the way we want. And there's still a bunch more major overhauling I'm going to do on that site. And then I'm going to change uh, Prepper Guy a bit too. Um, so hope you're enjoying that. If you have comments, just, just fucking let me know. So anyway, the book, The Rift, I, you know, I I'd started a book review on quite a few books and I, and I never probably finished them, but um, they were all really, really well written. And I love audiobooks. And, and if you've got time on your hands, you drive a lot, you're a long haul trucker or whatever, um, get into audiobooks, and then you can listen to uh, zombie books and apocalyptic into the world books and shit like that. Uh, you learn a lot about prepping, even in a zombie book, because you you learn about noise, discipline, light, and sound discipline, because them zombies can hear you. Um, you know, and whether you're running from a zombie or if you're just training for seer, you know, search and evasion or whatever they call that training, it's all about keeping quiet, not leaving a trail for someone to follow you, litter discipline, noise discipline. Um, you know, a lot of the books I read, you know, the, the people are smoking. It's just, just fucking stupid. Yeah, I, I do this, but it's... I don't think this smell travels as far as the smell or the light of a cigarette. So, you know, people could track you from that smell because in the forest, when 90% of the world's dead, um, that might be the only scent out there in the forest that a human recognizes. You know, animals recognize a lot, but we as humans, so... These are all disciplines you need to learn, and you can you can pick up a lot of that in uh, some of these books, these post-apocalyptic, end-of-the-world, oh-my-God, everything's fucking ending books. I think I'll get a pen I can hang on to and be like Sean Hannity. <laughs> um, the news has been frustrating lately, so I've been talking more about prepping, and, and uh, I've noticed that 
um, going back to uh, the Overton window, which was uh, one of my podcasts, um, I want to re-listen to that because you can see that with these Democratic um, candidates that right now is when they're trying to pull that Overton window as far left as they can. I guess I should go that way, far left, as they can because, um, well, that fucking ain't very cool. Never saw Shaw Hannity just drop his pen. Um so that is the part of the Overton window that sometimes we miss out on is when they're pulling it, you know, out of out of focus, far away, far to the left, even far to the right. It doesn't really matter. Um, it just depends on your focal point and what you're trying to keep true to is that direction you're going. So they're they're talking about all these things like gun confiscation, socialism. Medicare for all, health coverage for all. And, and you know, when you do the math and, and, you know, they might be politicians, but they're not fucking stupid. They know the math ain't going to work. But they don't really care that if they took every penny from every person in America and called it a tax or whatever, there still wouldn't be enough to pay for the programs they're talking about that they all agree about, too. So if they no matter who got elected, if they did all those programs, all the money in the United States, if it was collected at one time, would not pay for it. And then the next year, um, nobody would have a job because if you take all of Amazon's money, they just close the doors. So you can't buy shit on Amazon. So therefore, warehouse people can't get paid. The, the postal services aren't getting paid because products aren't being shipped. Letters aren't being shipped. Um, nobody's showing up at, at Circle K because there's no money. See, all the businesses are broke. So they took all of their money. So you don't have a job anymore. So everything changes. And, and after the first year of blatant robbery, then the country collapses. It, it would collapse during that year. So financially, it wouldn't work. Now, that's a worst-case scenario. See, it's like way over there, and you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? Then the election, you know, we'll get the nomination, and things will narrow down, and then we'll go, okay, Elizabeth Warren is the nomination, so it's now Trump and Warren. Now they will start bringing that window closer to what we can look at without, you know, getting sick. And so Medicare for all will become something else. And they'll go, well, what, what we're really trying to do here is blah, blah, blah. And then they'll start the soft sell and the hard sell with their base and the soft sell with the other people that just are like, what the fuck? And so they'll start pulling that Overton window back closer. And then whoever wins, you know, let's just say Warren won out of <laughs> it's a fucking miracle. Um, then they're going to they're gonna nail it down right there. They might try to pull it back over because they, they have a mandate. So they're going to go, well, we're going to pull it a little bit more. But before even their base flips out, they're going to nail that window looking that direction over there. When I wanted to be looking right here at this, you know, point that, that is my values and what, I want and see and expect out of life. 
And now they've got me looking that way and it's like, wait a fucking minute, you know, where'd my rights go? Well, you know, they're, they're still over there. We've just modified it. So, you know, they're right here, you know, look over there to see they're still there. We didn't, you know, burn the constitution, but over here, you, you can't, you know, do those rights, but you have them. So this is how the Overton window works. And we've discussed it. Glenn Beck has discussed it, uh, wrote a book on it called The Overton Window, which was, eh, so it was, it was a good book. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's kind of like Agenda 21, his other book. You know, it just, uh, it was more of a story for him. And the reality is it's a science to the Overton Window. And, and it's it's psychology and how they, warp people's imaginations and thoughts and values and just the way they live their life over one way or the other. And over time, you don't even realize it that, see, your parents who were talking whatever they were telling you and teaching you when you were growing up were looking at this window here, you know. And and so that was what you learned was a proper point of view. Originally, your grandparents were looking straight ahead, true north, at their values and their principles. And then they got drug off course, and then you're, then they pulled the window over and brought it back, and then and your, your grandparents went, ah, it's not too fucking bad. And then your, your parents were growing up, and then they drugged the window back and forth, and then they go, ah, it's not too fucking bad. So now we're way over here. See, 100 and 80 degrees from where the founding fathers wanted us to be as a nation. We're way over there, that away. So it's happening. It happens every day. And if you, if you don't watch it, now I'm fortunate enough that I've always studied wordsmithing, which is funny because I'm the most unarticulate person you will ever meet and have a hard time carrying on a conversation with more than just me, myself, and I. And I get distracted a lot. That's why podcasting works for me, because I can focus a little bit more on one subject and people aren't throwing stuff in. But I've always been fascinated with, you know, three out of four doctors say, you know, well, what did what did the other ones say? You know, maybe they were the good doctors and these guys were, you know, paid idiots. You know, and, and there's a whole science to manipulating the media and how that how that works, you know, how they change things around. And, and so, you know, back in the day, and I've talked about this before, you know, in high school when we studied uh, communications and making commercials for television, a politician would go out and he would have a presser or a press conference, which they do today. And then they would say the most heinous, fucked up, stupid shit ever. I'm going to make, you know, everyone have, you know, whatever, gold flowing out of their faucets. And and everyone should have not only a, a chicken in every pot, but a goose that can lay a golden egg and all that. The, the press corps, you know, the newspapers and stuff would, would print that as a story. And uh, they didn't have on, you know, on-site journalists for the TV media back then because it was ABC, NBC, CBS. That was it. 
you know, if Walter Cronkite didn't show up at your presser in BFE, Arizona, uh, it didn't get filmed. So the news people, the, the newspaper people would take photos and write down their notes and what he said and this and that, and it would go into the newspaper. That was how you got your social media locally geo-targeted to you back then. Now the politician would take those big headlines and, and you know superimpose them, maybe on a green screen, but it would be behind them on their commercial while they were talking about how good they are and how they're going to fix America. And, and, and it was for senators and representatives and even presidential elections <clears throat> because they could afford the TV advertising and the production value of that. And so they would put those headlines behind them and, and, and people would see that. See, you know, like you're looking at what's behind me and you see an American flag and you think, well, what a patriot. That's an NRA lifetime member thing. Uh, and so you, you start perceiving that as my reality. Well, I could, I, could, I could put anything back there. And then I could say, I support these things. And, you know, I'm waving around and shit. And that is, you know, what we studied. And then you would see how the press would write down all the, the notes from the, the press conference, put it in the newspaper and the magazines, and they would just say what the person said. There was, it was news back then. They didn't try to analyze that he was lying or whatever. They just said, Bob said he's going to do this. Mary says she's going to do that. Here's the headlines. And then, then in the commercials that they paid a lot of money for on television, they would try to wordsmith that around to how much they're going to help you. Like I saw an old newspaper article one time that said, you know, so-and-so is going to, is going to, reduce income tax. This was back in the 40s and 50s. Well, they haven't changed income tax. Nothing ever happened. Big fucking deal. But that was the, the, the newspaper headline. Oh, Bob here, he's going to lower your income tax. Well, it didn't happen. So I've always had that ability to look through shit and go, you know, what you're really saying is blah, blah, blah. And, and so it's interesting, and so we need to we need to pay attention how they're using wordsmithing and agendas and lies, straight up lies, and they're 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 making us look over there and going, what what's going on over there? This is what you want for my country? And I go, huh? Okay, I don't like it. You know, that's that's disgusting. And then once they get the nomination, now, you know, before they get the nomination, they can go, well, uh, of course you think it's disgusting because you're a Republican. See, you're way over there. You hate babies. You know, but my base is looking over here. So they get the nomination. Now they have to convince me and you and their base to vote for them. So they're going to take that point of view and they're going to drag it a little bit back closer to center. That's why they say... They'll, they'll move center once they get the nomination. But don't be confused. When they say center, that's not the center that our founding fathers had as center. That's center looking that way now. So we've been drugged that far off course. So when they say we're going to bring it back to center, people are like, oh, well, 
that's that's fucking awesome. No, it's not. It's just center from what the two loons were saying that are running for president. Over here, one window, it's like, look out this window, look out this window. No, look out this window. And then they get the nomination and then they go, here's, here's the center. If you elect me, you'll be looking that way. If you elect me, you'll be looking that way. And that becomes center. And everyone's like, yeah, we won. So it's, it's, it's tricky. Everyone knows it. Everyone understands it when it's explained. It's just like I was listening to an audio book and it's like, I knew that. I just couldn't get it out of my head to tell somebody. So we all know this, but we don't pay attention when we watch the news. And I'm so sick of the news because all they do is blather on and on and on about shit that has no meaning in my life. It's not going to help me one bit. You know, and, and, and the things that affect me in my life are right here locally, not not in Washington, D.C. So I get one vote for what goes on in Washington, D.C., and that's the president and the vice president. And now they've made it, you know, the senators. And then it seems like all the representatives want to go fucking hang out in Washington, too. But what's going on there with your representatives is really affecting you on a local level, just because it's happening there. So that's why when Elizabeth Warren gets all pissed off at somebody and, and gets condescending or lies and won't answer the question, you know, who is she to tell me what she thinks? I'm not going to elect her or Trump to tell me what they think. I'm electing them to do what I think because they work for you and I. You don't hire a fry cook at McDonald's and, and then have him come in and go, well, you know, when I used to fry, you know, when I was a fucking know-it-all, we didn't use that kind of oil and here's the temperature we kept it at and all this. And it's like, dude, I hired you to do this. If you can't do that, take a hike. See, but we, we don't look at it that way anymore. Now we think that we crown them and knight them, send them on their way and they do whatever they want doesn't work that way. So when a politician gives me attitude, my first reaction is, hey, fuck off, dick. You work for me. And so I get really mad when even mayors in my you know, city say, well, we're, we're changing that and you can't be doing this anymore. It's like, the hell I can't. You, know, you can't get enough people and have a big enough election to take away my rights. It's unconstitutional. It was never set up to be that way. So it doesn't matter. The minority can't be robbed because the majority said so. So this is what's going on in America. And we need to see it. So these, these asshats in Washington, you know, they think they're so up in their air and stuff. But we need to learn that they work for us we need to learn how to, to remind them they work for us. And, and we need to, to bring them back home so they know who they're working for. My representative should never leave my district. So once in a blue moon to go to Phoenix to meet with all the other representatives at the Capitol in Phoenix and discuss the issues among the districts for the state. And then, then the representatives... 
you know, like senators now, which they used to be just nominated, but now they're elected, would go to Washington and say, this is what we've all agreed we want to do in Arizona. We don't like your federal law. No, we're not going to, we're not going to enforce it. So it used to be local and, and your representative actually kind of lived in his district. So we're, we're losing a grip on how we remind these asshats that they work for us. And, and all this stuff I'm seeing in the media about, you know, did this person do that or did that person do that? And was it this way and was it that way? All from these unelected, you know, people that are nominated by the people we elected, but they're, they're not elected representatives of the people. They're just the Justice Department or something. And here they are running roughshod and, and making us look like fucking morons, really. And I guess we kind of are, you know, um, making things all messed up. So they they need to be here. So then when we go, hey, what's going on with this investigation? They can have a town hall and go, well, this is what's going on. How do, how do you feel in this community, you know, in my district? Well, we think it's bullshit and we think it's a waste of dollars and we really don't care what happened on a federal level. Uh, we have problems here in the state we need to address and we're not going to go along with this uh, Medicare for all. Oh, okay. You know, get a pulse, get a reading, go to, go to the Capitol in Phoenix, talk to all the other representatives. like, wow, how unusual. We got that same response. So it appears that the majority of our state does not like this. We'll send our senator to to Washington and say, you can pass all the bullshit regulations you want, but we are not going to have our sheriffs and our governors enforce those laws, so you might want to rethink your game plan. Oh, well, that would be representation. See how sweet that would work? Yeah, but whatever. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up, um, and uh, I just wanted to get a, a podcast out because I've been slacking. Um, I would flog myself, but I'm just not that into pain. So I've been working on other things. I know you all appreciate it, though, and, and you, you're you all probably uh, fans of Contra Radio Network anyway. So we're all working together to build something really cool. If you haven't had a chance yet, run over to ContraRadioNetwork.com. Check out some of the things there um, and just... Let me know what you think. If there's any changes that you think I should do on the website that would make it look cooler. I was checking out a website the other day. Uh, I think it was townhall.com. And, and I like the format of that website. But I'm trying to be different, but not so radically different that the, the website looks like a mom and pop shop. So uh, input is always awesome. Uh, really love you guys for paying attention and listening to me all these years. And, and and still sticking around. You're awesome. Um, but, hey, you fucking know that, right? So uh, send me comments. Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the video. Um, subscribe if you haven't yet. Hit that little bell thing wherever it is when you subscribe and you'll get notified. Um, if, uh, if you're on PrepperGuy.com, I think there's a notification there when I post new things. And also on Contra Radio Network, you can uh, get notifications from them also. Uh, 
So anyway, have an awesome weekend because today is Friday. TGIF. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye. But all we ought to have thought and have not thought. All we ought to have said have not said. All we ought to have done and have not done. I pray thee, God. <laughs>